Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fucking awesome podcast for fucking awesome people. I'm your co-host, Michelle Lewis, and along with my wonderful cousin, Nicole Lewis-Keeper, we're going to be talking about mindset, money, and all things awesome. So ladies, if you're ready to have a stronger mindset around yourself and your money, this podcast is for you. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hey, I love that all of our podcasts start with you giggling. <laughs> I don't know if it's a nervous tick or it's just my my sparkles sparkling away. But mm. yeah, they do. They do start with me in a little giggle. A little yeah. Ha- ha- happy moment. <laughs> I think it's just happiness that we get to see each other. <laughs> it is. I do. I love this time. I love and look forward to our podcast time together. It's so fun to me. Yeah, me too. It's really nice to uh, have something to look forward to that you enjoy doing during the week, right? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm super excited because today we get to talk about something that is like so in your wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. so in your level of expertise. Right. um, I I get to just um, have a conversation with you about something that is... um, so important to you and I can't wait. So, um, without further ado, let's dive into some money mindset stuff. Yes. (laughs) So let me ask you, um, for people that have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, what is money mindset? Is it Mm -hmm. got your mind on your money and your money on your mind? I mean, Do I need to get some gin and juice to have this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. Always. Help me. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Um, well, you know, when we break it down and think about, okay, what is a mindset? You know, a mindset is a way that you filter the world around you, um, how your beliefs and experiences you know, incorporate into how you approach the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of your mindset informs how you feel, what you do, you know, all those things. And so our mindset um, is really something that we kind of acquire over time. And it's um, created by our experiences and, um, you know, the people around us, your families can have a mindset. And so um, have you ever seen someone where, you know, just everything, every day, it's all about being super positive. You know, you just never see this person get down or have a challenge um, kind of like my cousin a little bit. <laughs> now she's like, oh, you don't even know. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, um, we all have a, a way that we view the world and that is kind of your mindset, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it can have a little bit of to do with your personality, you know, kind of what you're born with, but it also, a lot of it is how you've integrated and learned how to be in the world. Ah. Um, And so that's what kind of your mindset is. Um, And people say, just change your mindset. Well, you can do that. It does take practice. Um, It's not a flip of a switch like they would lead you to believe that it is. It takes Mm. practice because Mm. you're building a new neural pathway in your brain when you change your mindset. Yes. So when we couple that with money, it is what is your mindset around money? And that includes your beliefs, um, your emotions connected to it your experiences around it and how your patterns of behavior around money. So that's kind of how it all boils down. 
Very cool. I, I know that when we had our, our first couple sessions together um, to help me get my brain around what you were doing, um, I was astounded, like really just blown away by um, how deeply held some of my money beliefs were and like where they came from. And it wasn't something that was at the top of my mind at all. Um, but I could see in my behavior patterns how um, that mindset was supporting my money choices and just like how I felt about money in general and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. So um, when you mentioned, you know, yes, you can change your mind, you can change your mindset. Absolutely, you can, if you know what the hell you're looking for <laughs> in the first place, right? And it, yeah. it, it does take work. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you, you can change and you're right. A lot of it's actually programmed in as, you know, we kind of download programming, which informs our mindset. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it we don't even know is there. Um, so your mindset can be kind of conscious and unconscious. And, you know, when we say set, it is kind of, it's been set. It's like a thermometer. Like, you know, my ability to earn money has set, it's been at a set point, you know, like it never goes above, you know, um, it's almost like a, a default setting that we get into around our money. So mindset is conscious and unconscious. And we can say, I'm going to change my mindset around money and I'm going to, you know, um, save or I'm going to create a budget. Well, it's your underlying mindset around money that's unconscious. that's going to get in your way <laughs> around yeah. that, you oh know? My God. <laughs> so, and like you said, a lot of it, you just don't know is there and you're kind of floored when you realize that something that happened to you when you're eight is still creating, you know, drama in your money now. <laughs> you know, so. For real. And, um, it's true. Like, cause you do discover some of those things, but getting to those underlying causes and, um, like dealing with that whole, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like a parallel line, you know, a parallel line of thought that's trying to um, get you back over to the the scarcity side or the the fear side or whatever that may be for people. That's where the real challenge comes in, hey? Yeah, it really is because how do you change what you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to know it. And that's, um, you know, part of the work that I do with my clients as a money and mindset coach is we use various techniques, including tapping to get underneath the patterns of behavior around your money um, so that we can figure out, okay, well, where did I learn this from? Where did it come from? Is this connected to a trauma event that I've had? Is it connected to a deep held belief about our family and who we are in the world. Like if you're super, like if you grow up in a family where you're really, really blue collar, um, you have a mindset about what it means to make money, how we make money as a family, what we do with our money as a family. And those beliefs in that family paradigm get really entrenched into who we feel we are. Mm -hmm. And when we try and break out of that belief or that paradigm of our family in some kind of way, let's say you want to go to college or, um, you, you don't want to work for someone else. You want to have your own business. That's when you start to bump up against it's um, me and them. And what does it mean to not be them anymore? You know, those are yeah. those, those paradigms that can uh, really be hard. And so that's why we look at them. We uncover any blocks that you have to changing your money story. And we work on releasing them so that you have, the opportunity to create a financial picture that's different for you than maybe your family's was. And um, I tell you, it, it, 
Ugh, I, I, I get flabbergasted because <laughs> the clamped because each and every person's blocks are different. I so wish I could give you a formula where I could just say to you, do this one thing and everyone's pretty much the same and it'll flip that switch for you. But it just does not work that way. Well, it damn it. That's what I was hoping for. Show over. Oh, I know. Well, <laughs> shit. If I could do that, I'd be marketing the hell out of that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Um, yeah. So, no, it doesn't really work that way. So, we have to really look at what is your situation um, to flip that switch because it's very different for each person. Very cool. Now, given that each person has their own different money story, because it's, you know, it is, it's tied to your unique history. Yeah. Are there any common themes, though, that you have seen in your work with clients? Have you seen mm -hmm. um, any certain patterns or, yeah, just common themes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, um, as I've gone through working with um, clients for as long as I have, you start to see things because we are very unique and our stories are different, but we do have some similarities. And so mm -hmm. you can start to pick out um, some similar patterns for people. Like so what, what I actually, well, I actually came up with, I think it was five different types of mindset around money because I started to see them and I thought, well, hell, why can't I just claim this, you know, and coin, and coin these because I'm seeing them over and over. So why not name them? Yeah. Um, and that's what you do when you do work for a while, you start to, you know, name things and, <laughs> and, ca and categorize them. Um, so yeah, so this is a really good way to kind of start thinking about money and mindset when you um, can kind of break it down into different types. <laughs> so um, in general, cause I have them written down somewhere, but in general, what you see, the first one typically is a scarcity mindset. Mm. That's kind of the most overarching one that you, you find. And that that's people who, they kind of never believe in abundance. Um, they have a real struggle with seeing that there's more where that came from. You mm -hmm. know, they either they were raised with, you know, paycheck to paycheck or um, the belief of your know, money's don't money, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, any of those things that your parents tell you about money <laughs> that creates the, Oh shit. <laughs> money's not always going to be here for me. You know, that begins to create that scarcity mindset. And so these, when you see people who have a scarcity mindset, they're always uh, fearful. Mm. Um, they don't trust in the money. They're sometimes they hustle themselves to death because they are trying to create all the, you know, create all the money for all the things because they don't believe that it's still going to be there for them. Um, and so they really are stressed and they're always um, harried around money. Mm. Do you, have you ever noticed anybody with that mindset? I have. Um, I, I used to look in the mirror at someone like that a lot. Ooh. Snap. <laughs> yeah. I was, I kind of felt like I was a squirrel trying to gather all the nuts, you know, mm. and just store away every little piece and every little bit. And I wouldn't spend or splurge on things. Um, very often. Um, mm -hmm. but when I did, I was just like, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to, to put food on the table, you know, or just whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm real familiar with scarcity mindset. Um, and that, that spilled over from money into all other areas of my life too. So it was very interesting when that, um, little parallel was, revealed um, mm. because that's when I started doing the work to, to release it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 
Exactly. And, you know, I didn't coin the frame scarcity mindset. I'm just creating, you know, saying that that's kind of a profile, if you want to call it. Um, yeah. That people who have a scarcity mindset never feel safe. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of nevers and always. Forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> it's I'm our podcast. You can say whatever the hell you I, want. I know. I like. I shouldn't say never or always because life doesn't work out that way. But you just feel very emphatic when you do this work. You're like, I see this all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they they have a lack of trust, insecurity. They don't feel safe, and so they're create, trying to create safety in and around their money but they can't feel safe. So the money never makes them feel safe. So they're constantly looking for the next buck. Vicious circle. It really, really is. And so, um, and people who have this mindset, you, and again, I've had clients where I've had someone who had a savings account of zero and assets that were in the millions. And they both had the same fear and anxiety and scarcity mindset around money. Mm -hmm. So it did not matter what the number was. Mm -hmm. They had that, that mindset. So the second mindset that I noticed now, since I just wrote them down, I'm realizing there's four of them and not five, unless I'm forgetting one. Um, (laughs) We'll just do another podcast on it. Um, Is an insecure mindset around money. Um, So an insecure mindset, basically someone who they, it's almost like a love hate relationship. If you've ever seen one who is like boom or bust, like they have a lot and then they have nothing. And then they have a lot and then they have nothing. And when they have nothing, they fully and completely put the responsibility for their financial well-being in your lap. Oh, pressure much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have what I, you know, because they're in that boom and bust. Well, I don't have money for my rent this, you know, this um, month. Could you help me? Um, I don't have gas for my car, even though they had thousands and thousands of dollars two weeks ago. Now they have no gas for their car. So they are insecure in their attachment to their money. So they have it or they don't, they have it or they don't. And to create a secure attachment to other people, they put their financial well-being in other people's lap in that way because they want to feel cared for. Oh my goodness. Like I just saw your, your brain just exploded on the screen. In front of Can me. you see that? Like, yes. I, 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 like, I'm not going to name any names, but you know who you are. You know who you are people. And I love you. Mm-hmm. We love you. And we also see what you're doing. <laughs> And maybe this will help you see what you're doing so mm-hmm. that you can, um, you know, get to a, a more comfortable place and a more comfortable relationship with yourself and your money. Yes. Because if you have an insecure attachment with your money, you probably have an insecure attachment to other people. Mm. And um, this is different than scarcity, um, mm-hmm. similar, but different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, these are the people that are in boom and bust. You know, one minute they've got everything, the next minute they don't because they need to not have it in order to get the attention and love, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go buy me some pretty things and then I'm going to have no money so you can pay my rent. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, and, and then, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm totally stumbling over my words right now, but, um, when I see this pattern in people who I care for Mm -hmm. deeply, Mm -hmm. um, it is, it is so maddening. It is so maddening. Um, because I, I have no idea how to help. Um, and you know, helping someone in their immediate crisis by, you know, maybe 
paying for groceries or Mm -hmm. helping them, you know, float them for their rent or whatever (laughs) it may be covering their, covering their uh, night out with me or, you know, dinner with friends or whatever. Um, You just, it's almost like making the problem worse or perpetuating it um, just because I don't know how to fix it. And Mm -hmm. is it, is it up to me to fix it? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's up to you to fix it. I think what it really does is coming down to identifying, okay, hey, is this you? You might want to do some work on that, um, which you probably won't recognize if it's you, unfortunately. Um, or, you know, if you are the person who's in a relationship or the receiving end of that insecure attachment with someone, it's to really learn uh, to set firm boundaries within yourself because it's gonna, they, they will be able to make a case um, the best case in the world that they need your help because they can't pay for gas, you know, and I mean, who wants to be a jackass that won't help someone with gas because they can't get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, is that they made a, they made a choice to use their money for the fun things so that they could get help for the things they knew people would, would sign on for. So it's highly manipulative and it sounds awful, but again, this is kind of a mindset and this is some of that deeper stuff that, you know, have emotional, work that needs to happen around money and how people use it to manipulate or how they use it to sabotage themselves because that poor person that's in boom and bust, they really are sabotaging themselves. Oh, for sure. Like you see them shooting themselves in the foot month after month after month and Mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. It It really really is. is. And so it really is about keeping your boundaries and creating them. Um, because like Brene Brown says, you know, if we don't have boundaries, then, um, when we still help, we, we, we're helping with resentment. You know, if we don't mm-hmm. set the boundaries, then whatever we're doing for that person, we're doing from a place of feeling resentful. And so that's not helpful. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Pre- preach it. Preach in it. <laughs> what I'm other? Call- <laughs> I'm calling everybody out. Um, <laughs> what else you got, babe? A rebellious mindset. Ooh, okay. rebel, rebel. Yep. These are my poverty lovers and my dumpster divers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so there's kind of two people around this rebellious mindset. Um, and um, just so anyone's listening, I'm trademarking all these right now. <laughs> I've had people steal my stuff. <laughs> um, oh, piss me off. <laughs> I know. You're just like, oh, great. I have good ideas that you need to steal from me, but still I'm pissed. So, um, <laughs> so there so no, no nicking of my things. Um, the rebellious mindset, there's, this comes up two ways. The first person that you see around this is someone who they don't want to be like their family. They're like, I'll show you, I can make something of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be like my family and they um, will earn money out of rebellion. Got something to prove. Yes. And they are so invested in proving that thing and they work hard. They are like type A motivated and they will create wealth like you would not believe out of rebellion. But then when they reach this place where they, you know, the idea of what it means to be wealthy or have money, they don't know what to do with it because they've been in the fight for so long that they do a couple of things. Either they blow it, um, they lose it, um, or they create debt almost to the same level. So they have something else to fight with or, or challenge or prove, you know, I got, now I got to get this debt down, you know, so they don't feel worthy of that money because they created debt out of rebellion. And so they stay in the fight. Um, so that's kind of one way that it shows up. And let's just call it out. 
If you're someone who's putting the vibe out into the world that you like to fight for something and fight, you're going to invite people who like to fight back into your, into your world. Oh, it's so true. It's sending out those, um, those alpha pheromones, you know, try, just try to top me, just try to beat me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And I, and I had a client who was in this position where she created wealth out of the kind of like this war chest mentality is what we, we coined it. Mm. And so then she spent all her time fighting to save and keep her money from people who would try and take it from her because she was putting out the fight vibe. And when she, and when she stopped fighting, they're like, Oh, we're not fighting anymore. Okay, well let's go. So, you know, she dropped lawsuits that she was involved in. She stopped fighting with the ex over element. Like she just stopped fighting and the fighters left. It is so amazing. It's just like staring down a bully or not giving them the the attention they want when someone is, you know, trying to antagonize you. As long as you don't give that attention anymore, then they they move on to the next. Right. Because if you've been fighting with these people for so long and they show up to the next round with a bazooka <laughs> and, and, and you show up with a daisy, they're going to be like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't shoot this little girl with a daisy. They're like, this was not what I signed up for. I signed up for for major warfare. What the (laughs) hell's going on? Wow. Um, And so you lose their interest because they like to fight. And so we changed her mindset from a war chest to a a treasure chest mindset where the, yes, the universe, it's none of her business where the money goes and who gets it. That the universe is, will provide abundance for her and has an open flow and endless abundance at the end of that. There is no in, emptiness or end to the treasure chest. Oh, I it, love that. I want a magical treasure chest. <laughs> and she'll tell you what she changed that mindset. She created all new patterns of behavior around money. She was now collaborating with people that she really liked to work with. She didn't feel defensive. She didn't feel like she had to fight for her interests and protect her money. Um, everything changed. So that's one way the rebellious mindset kind of pops up the other way it does is if someone rebels against currency you know money is like a bad Mm -hmm. thing to them um those are the people who have that vow of poverty that's like a badge Mm. um and oftentimes you see they are actually abusing themselves with this they don't realize they're doing it because they never let them have any themselves have anything Mm -hmm. because money's bad and it's the man and it's like corporate greed and all that like woo um these are people who are you know uh dumpster divers um they're gonna kill me when they hear this they're gonna say what do you mean um that's an extreme example of where they rebel against currency in the way that we view money Mm, say that again they rebel, rebel against currency in the way we as a society view money. They want to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times that, that vow of poverty is something of a privilege and uh, something to be proud of. Very thrifty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, as, as we're going through these, I'm, I'm, I'm jotting down notes because I do have some questions at the end and I know we're getting close to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't let me, don't let me sign off without asking you um, okay. a follow-up question on all these. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so the last one that we'll move on, then the last one is the abundant mindset. Okay. This um, is the person who really does. These are those law of attraction people who really, they believe in the best of things. They believe that the universe will line up for them. You know, they've had abundant lives where they didn't have an insecure relationship with many, or, you know, maybe their needs were met and they felt very secure and happy and loved. And for them, money's not a weapon. It's not a, a place to, 
being secure. It just is, you know, it's just an energy and an exchange and they just kind of see it that way. It doesn't hold as much weight as it does for the rest of us. Um, and so they're kind of not attached to it in that really kind of intense way, you know, that maybe the rest of us are. So they, they really do believe that the best is coming and that there's more where that came from. Um, and they, and, and so the universe lines up for them. These are the people that they don't struggle, you know, that money's just always there, a new opportunity, a new gift, a free, uh, you know, someone gifts them with a ticket to go to France. Like I just, I know people like this and the, mm -hmm. they just have like this golden like pathway that just goes in front of them, whatever they want to do, they just man manifest it in the weirdest of ways. And it's so wonderful to watch. Um, so have you, have you seen anybody like that? I have, I sure have. And it's, it's so attractive. Like mm -hmm. everything about them is attractive, which maybe is because they're following law of attraction, um, principles that, um, Yes, money as a as a wonderful and useful tool just flows through them, you know, and it's it's not blocked anywhere. Um, it's there's seems to be a constant stream of it, yeah. with without struggle, without angst, without fear, without um, guilt or any of the um, unpleasant things that can be associated. Um, with, with having a great deal of wealth and they're so generous. They're so generous with it that, um, it's like, I here here's a million dollars, whatever, you know, and it's so fantastic. And it goes mm -hmm. to all these great causes. And I love that. And mm -hmm. they also abundantly spend on themselves without guilt or without feeling like, you know, they're a horrible person for buying themselves something nice and lovely. Well, it's that, it's that, you know, whole thing, like if, if you're walking down a path of stones, you know, and you know that that next stone's there to support you, you don't guess about it and you don't worry about it. You know, it's going to be there. And so their relationship with money is kind of like, like, like I know what my, what I need will be taken care of. Exactly. Oh, these are so cool. All right. So let me ask you this. Um, do you think that um, a person could experience more than one of these mindsets or um, maybe move through different levels of them throughout their life? Or um, are they stuck in one and have to fix it? Or is there any kind of combination? I, I want to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Simply. Um, no, you can actually move through these mindsets. Um, I was definitely in a scarcity mindset. And I um, come from a long line of insecurely attached people around money. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think as a social worker, I had a rebellious idea about money too. I was like, I'm just going to help people. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to make a lot of money. So I think you can kind of have a little bit of all and you can move through them um, as you go. And my rebellious people, um, they can have that boom and bust too. Uh, so you can, you can have a little bit of each. Um, you can move through them. I personally am, am reaching, you know, quite dramatically and working really hard to get to that abundant mindset. <laughs> so. Me too, girl. Right there with you. <laughs> so that's something I'm working towards. So yes, you can have all, you can have some and you can move through them. I was, I wondered because as you were going through these, I'm like, Oh, I remember myself in that place and oh wait shit I remember myself in that place too and then oh crap <laughs> that 
one too. Holy moly. I'm like, am I just being super greedy with all the money mindsets that I want? I just want to experience them all <laughs> and struggle my way through. I think um, it just comes down to personal development. You know, it, it, when it, it really does because money, you hear me say all the time, money's not the issue. It's just a symptom of a deeper need for some change. And mm-hmm. so I think as we work on ourselves, we can definitely change, you know, where we're at. We need to have, a, I'm just figuring this shit out mindset place, right? <laughs> yeah. I think you can go ahead and coin that one today. <laughs> yeah. Just figuring, just figuring this shit out. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I would also want to just point out one thing that I've noticed talking about these is that, um, you use the phrase um, wearing it like a, a, a badge of honor. Um, and I feel like that that could be applied to any one of these that you can really cling to that money behavior and that money mindset and something to be proud of like, Oh, well I'm just being thrifty or, Oh, I'm just being careful or cautious or, Oh, I'm, I'm saving for X, Y, or Z, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and at what point does that shift from being a positive to um, a more self-destructive behavior that you've noticed? Yeah, that's a good question because our mindset does play a lot of into our identity, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I hear people say a lot of time, well, I'm just thrifty or I have, you know, I'm cheap, you know, whatever oh, that is. I hate is. when people say that. And I, me too, it just hurts my heart when I hear <laughs> someone go, I'm cheap. And I'm like, Ooh. no, value um, yourself higher. I know, I know. Um, I think that it really it does come down to the line from, you know, being a responsible person who is saving money for something and can see the big picture. Um, and they feel empowered in that saving rather than disempowered and that they're fearful that they're not going to have enough. They're fearful that something bad is going to happen. And it doesn't matter how much they have in their bank account. They never feel secure. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that line between, you know, life is what life is. You know, I'm saving for these reasons and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. If I'm saving and I feel bad about it and I know I never get relief from the activity, that's where it kind of moves from one to the other. Awesome. Well, do you have any tips or um, like quick tips for a person that is trying to move to a more abundant mindset? Anything that they could take away? Mm-hmm. I, I think, first of all, awareness is always key. So begin to say, hey, where do I find myself fitting into these profiles that Nicole you know, mentioned? Um, what did my family think about money? And what were some of the overarching themes that we had in our family about money? And how is that impacting me now? So getting some awareness around that is really good. Um, Also taking a look at an actual bank account of yours, whether it's your savings account or your, um, your number for your debt, whatever you have there and checking in with yourself and say, okay, how am I feeling? How are the emotions I'm having about this number? Mm -hmm. That'll always give you a lot of good information as well. And so from that, a place of awareness and kind of testing it out, then you know where you need to start focusing on to create that abundant mindset to say, um, you know, even though, you know, I have, you know, only $50 in my savings account, um, I'm going to honor each and every dollar. And I'm going to say, yes, thank you more, please. You know, just you're honoring every dollar that, that poor little $50 it's sitting there in your account. It deserves love. But if, if you're judging yourself and being mean, it doesn't create it doesn't create an abundant relationship with it. So you honor every single dollar and just say, you know, there's more where that came from and begin to look for that. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And so uh, I'm excited to, to honor each and every one of my little dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be terrified to look at my bank statement. Um, and I would just very blindly just swipe the card, swipe the card, swipe the card, whether it's a credit card or a debit card and not pay attention to my numbers. Cause mm-hmm. I was afraid of them. Like yeah. I was afraid to look at them and it made me feel sick to my stomach. And it made me feel like all sorts of levels of panic and all sorts of just like, Oh my God, it was like an army of fear came up inside me just thinking about my numbers. And it's something that I'm still working through, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, you don't just flip a switch and it's instantly gone, but I'm aware of it now. And, Mm -hmm. and I look at my numbers and I, um, I, I, I'm friends with them. Mm -hmm. Like we're friends now, you know, like, Mm which is cool because now I'm having more and more friends in my bank account, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which is, yeah. it's incredible. It's so cool. It um, is so cool. So honor the money you have and yeah. say, yes, thank you more, please. And yeah. when you pay a bill, honor that money and bless the person who's getting that money. Don't look at it as a, as a mean, nasty thing that you have to pay this bill. That person did something for you. And that is how you show appreciation to them by paying for their charge, you know, yes. send it with love. Oh, I do. That's one of my very favorite tricks that I, that I do now, um, is when, whenever I send out a, a bill pay or handwrite an actual check, people still make those by the way, yes, checks, they do. checks that you write by hand and yeah. put in these things called an envelope <laughs> with a thing called a stamp. It's crazy. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it works. And however I'm paying my stuff, I, I say thank you um, because I'm thanking that person for their service. I'm thanking, um, I'm thankful and grateful for um, all the stuff that I'm able to pay for and provide for myself and my family and my friends and people around the world that I'm able to help, mm-hmm. um, which before, you know, I would just send that out with like some kind of, um, like heaven's insurance policy or something like, God, do you see me doing this? Can you, can you bless me now? Like, Mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 no girl back it Mm -hmm. up. Exactly. (laughs) So it's, it's now done completely from gratitude and joy. Mm -hmm. Um, what a much better place to, to be in instead of being always fearful or resentful. Yes. Cause why would the universe send you something new if you're not grateful for what you have now? Right. Amen, girl. (laughs) So let me ask you, I, I know we, we do include these in the show notes each week, but if someone wanted to work with you one-on-one with mm-hmm. uh, Money Mindset, are you still doing one-on-one sessions with people? I am actually. I still do one-on-one coaching with clients around money um, and mindset, but I also actually have an online um, program that I have as well where I take people through. Uh, in a modular way, you know, six modules recordings where I take them through the process that I take my one-on-one clients through, mm-hmm. um, you know, with tapping and all these like really cool extra things. Um, so I have that available now too, which is nice because let's face it, you know, not everybody has the time or the money to do the one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I created that because I didn't want to leave anyone out. Oh, I love that. That's so incredibly generous. And what is that called actually? It's called the Transformational Wealth Program. Okay. We're definitely including links to that in our show notes then. Yeah. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Is there anything else you wanted to say to, to wrap this up or? Um, My, my final parting words are (laughs) 
We all have a money mindset. No one gets out of it. <laughs> um, we all have to use money. We have to earn it. We have to spend it. It's one of the fundamental things of our culture and how we, you know, um, our currency is mm -hmm. money, cash. Um, and so we must look at it. We must be familiar with it. And we must have an intentional relationship with our money in order to, um, you know, have an abundant life and to have more financial freedom. And so there, I, I always feel like there's, there's no getting out of this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So you have to acknowledge it. Right. And mm -hmm. so then you can make some changes there. So we all have it. So begin to think about it and how it's impacting you. Yeah. And money can be your friend, not your mm -hmm. adversary. Absolutely. It's just energy. What a great way to empower women. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, <laughs> we're going to focus on women alone before long on this topic. It's true. Yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your incredible insights and your, um, just all your wonderful knowledge around money mindset and, and making this, um, thing that seems so scary and out of reach actually attainable. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for letting me talk about what I love. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. See y'all. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. To learn more about any of the topics we've discussed today, please visit our website at thesparklehour.com. This is Nicole Lewis-Gieber. We'll see y'all on the next show. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out.